Professional, your weekly Devo podcast. My name is Jeff Gokey, and I am so happy that you have tuned in today. Welcome to episode 102. Hey, just wanted to say thank you. Uh, I've gotten so many awesome messages from people on Instagram and text messages just saying congratulations for uh, episode 100. I actually had a friend of mine and a listener of this podcast drop off donuts, but the donut was like a, it was a number 100. You know, he, he got, I forget the long john and then like two regular donuts. So it made 100. And uh, he said, hey, listen, this is uh, to celebrate your 100th episode, but you are not to eat those donuts. Those are for kids. Those are for your kids. So that's pretty cool. So I just want to say thanks. Thanks for listening. Uh, thanks for subscribing and sharing. And then thanks for uh, celebrating with me this week as uh, we launch into that hundredth episode. And now we're at one hundred two. And I don't see this stopping for the foreseeable future. For so for those of you who listen, we're just going to keep doing this every Monday, Wednesday, Friday here on the front porch where we kind of grow and learn and listen uh, to God's Word together. Uh, Also, a huge thanks to those of you who continue to give on Patreon, uh, P-A-T-R-E-O-N.com forward slash Front Porch Confessional. And then this week, uh, I got a check from someone, um, and that was that's new too. You know, somebody was like, hey, I, I don't necessarily want to do the Patreon thing, but I do want you to know how much we appreciate the podcast. And so thank you uh, to you all as well. Really appreciate that. Such an encouragement. Uh, if you know... Uh, we've been in the Beatitudes, uh, Matthew 5. Uh, Matthew 5, uh, a part of this is, um, this is Jesus' Sermon on the Mount, a collection. Uh, there's a debate between whether it's a collection of Jesus's kind of best of sermons or if it's one continuous sermon. I can... I, I, I tend to think it's one continuous sermon that he taught, but... Uh, He starts off with these Beatitudes, and I love that he starts off with the Beatitudes. So I I can't encourage you enough to slow down and read the context of this passage, because what happens is you'll read the Beatitudes, and then you start you start reading what Jesus says next about kingdom life. And you're like, whoa. But if you kind of refer back to the Beatitudes, you're like, oh, okay. That's what you were saying, what you're saying. Because those kind of cover these other things that he's going to draw us into. This idea of loving our enemy, the idea of what of sin and, and different things around that. So um, the Beatitudes hold a dear place. And I think there's some of the core scriptures in the Bible because they're showing us the heart of God. And Jesus, the son of God, is trying to help us understand what it means to live in the kingdom of God. And so just so we're all on the same page, because it's really important, when Jesus comes to earth, he ushers in the new kingdom, the new covenant, which means the theological term would be he it's already done, but not yet. So God has already come. He's already redeemed us. His kingdom has come, but it's not yet completely done because we have not 
uh, yet experienced eternity. And we are still living in a sinful environment, but Jesus has paid that price to make us new. When Jesus is coming and these scriptures uh, are being uh, written about what he's saying, uh, they're trying to help us get to this point where we understand that the kingdom of God has come and this is what it looks like. These are what the people of the kingdom are to look like or to really run after and go after. And so these aren't just some suggestions. Like, it's not like Jesus is like, I hope you all turn into this someday because it would be really great. He's going, this is what Christians look like. This is what they look like. And so they bring for the Christian a deep amount of conviction. So I don't know about you, But a lot of times if I'm reading a passage or maybe if you're listening to this podcast and something hits you in your heart, um, you just go, God, please forgive me. And that's that's a lot what this is, why these these passages are so important. They allow us to repent and they allow us to ask the Spirit of God, we need your help. We can't do this on our own. We need your help. We need your wisdom. This one, this passage, this is a big one. Uh, It is Matthew 5, 8, and it says this, Blessed are the pure in heart, for they shall see God. There's so much beauty in this passage, but also just a weightiness. Blessed are the pure in heart, for they shall see God. You know, um, growing up, uh, I, I was just, uh, we have some friends staying with us uh, to, uh, for the next few days. And, you know, they've got a little, a little one. And um, it's, I, Patty and I are looking around going, oh, my gosh, we're so old. <laughs> we're so old. Like, I got a son who's going to be 20 in November. And I got another son who's going to be 17 in October. And a daughter who's going to be 10 in September, and I'm like, wow, what happened? But watching little Sarah like running around our house, um, I start to remember different things. And there is a vocabulary that a child develops over a long period of time, uh, or, or or a short period of time, and then over a long period of time. And in those early years, they're trying to discover, right? They're they're looking around. They're, they're so curious. They're trying to figure some out, things out. But then there's this word that children develop. And I think it's a very interesting word for a child to develop uh, early on. I mean, if you look at these children, you're like, wow, I can't believe that word is so early on. And the word is mine. Right? If you've ever seen two little kids, they'll just be playing and having fun and then one child, they'll both put their hand on a toy and then they'll look at each other and they'll, they'll like hold, they'll like argue with it. And then they'll go mine. Like that's mine. That's mine. And we're like, wow, where did that come from? That came from deep within inside. Like you went right to that word mine. That's the word, right? I mean, there's a, A billion other words that a child could use, but it learns to say mine, mine. It is hardwired into us. We are hardwired for selfishness. It's deep inside of this, right? We, we want, we want what's best for us. And so 
what complicates that, what, what brings complexity as kingdom people, is that is the exact opposite of what this passage is talking about. This passage is trying to help us slow down a bit and go check your motives in everything you do. Check your motives. Are your motives unmixed, uh, meaning are they all about the other person? Are they all about God? Are they all about you? And when you watch these little children, you can see that selfishness is so deep. And you're like, where did that come from? We, all we've done as parents is just absolutely serve the, this little child. We, we, and so you would think a child would go like, thank you. That would be one of their first words. Thank you. Oh my gosh. Thank you, mom and dad. Thank you. But it's not. I mean, if your child's first words, one of them was thank you, you gold star. I don't know what you've done as a parent, but you win. You win, right? That wasn't mine. Early on, mine was that word. And it's because it's deep rooted inside of us. Our motives are always mixed with this, what about me and what do I want? We are willing, you know, many of us are willing. We're all willing to do whatever it takes to get what's our. And, 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 Something in the, the reason why is because we start to sense like, wait, I'm losing control. What about me? That is the narrative that, that oftentimes people that ha- happens with people, uh, with you and with me, is we start to feel that losing of control. Why? Because we're considering someone else. We're putting them first. Our motives are really being challenged and brought to light. We're realizing, wait, I have to sacrifice And then when we sacrifice, you know, we have this responsible, what about me? I'm sure that's good for them. It is good for them. And I want that for them. But what about me? And so this thing is deep inside of all of this, this tension, this struggle. And because Jesus loves us so much, he cuts right to the heart of this deep struggle. And he's like, there's an impurity inside of you. Uh, in construction, when you uh, make cement, like you mix it up, you mix up that cement. But if all of a sudden you start adding in these impurities, like say I get a bunch of dirt in that cement, or say I've got sand in that cement, and I start adding to it, what happens is it those elements in that concrete make that concrete unstable. Like if you start throwing dirt in concrete, it's not going to set up correctly. Or sand in concrete, more sand in concrete, more sand in concrete. It's going to make it impure. And so if you build a house on concrete that's been mixed with all this gnarly stuff, the house will fall because the foundation has been mixed with unpure things and it will fall apart and it's not stable. Our lives are the same way. In the way we approach this life, 
is the same way. And Jesus knows this and he's coming after our hearts. That's, this is a heart. He's speaking to your heart. And he says, he, he's talking about, if you want to see me, if you really want to see me, then you've got to stop looking at yourself all the time. He says, I want you to see me, but we can't. So often we can't because we're too busy looking at ourselves. He wants us to see others and we can't because we're too busy looking at ourselves. And, and if that's the case, then we can't love the Lord our God with all our heart, all our soul, all our mind, all our strength, and we can't love other people in the same way. And that's a problem because that's the greatest commandment. And that's what he cares most about. And what I've identifying in myself is that um, there's this idea of selfish serving. And so I want to say this, like, if we can learn to slow down and analyze why we're doing what we're doing, where is the impurities in our lives? What we will start to see is that we really, our motives, a lot of times are not pure. They are selfish. And so even as we serve, there is a selfishness in our serving. We are looking for a return on investment. And Jesus is addressing that. And he's like, no, that, that, that's not going to lead you to the heart of the Father. You're not going to be able to really see God and see others if that's the case. But the deep amount of work that you're going to have to do as a believer in Jesus Christ, it, by listening to the Spirit of God where he's checking you, He's going, no, no, no. I think you're doing that for yourself. I think you're doing that because you want something in return. And so what do we do in that moment? We repent. And we want to move towards selfless service in this world. Selfless. Selflessness in our hearts. And as we do that, as we pursue after that purity of heart, we have this moment where we see God and we see others and we can rest. Wow. There's a deep sense. Have you ever just really, truly done something totally pure heart? Like you clean the house for your wife and you expected nothing in return and you saw her response and she was just like, thank you. And you were like, I know I did that because I love her. I'm not trying to get anything in return. And she was so grateful and vice versa. This is what he's like, look, that's it. That's the kingdom of God. He's like, look to Jesus. This is the pioneer and the perfecter of our faith. Look to Jesus when he dies on the cross. He looks over humanity as his beloved. And he's able to give his life for their benefit and for the glory of God. And so he dies pure of heart, struggles pure of heart, and resurrects. And he's calling us into that same kind of life. This is the kingdom of God. When you can analyze, why am I doing 
what I'm doing? And is it pure? Or is it mixed with all this garbage, all this selfishness that we've been hardwired for? Look to Jesus. And then look to yourself and ask the question, is this for me? Is this about me? Or is this about really serving God and really serving others? Because I want, at my objective in this world is I just want to see God. Show me your glory, Moses says. Show me your glory. And where each and every one of us is deeply desiring. Hopefully, if you're following Jesus, this passage is so, so incredible, incredible, incredibly important. Look at Jesus' selfless heart. Look at his purity in heart. Look how he's serving people and loving people. He sees God. He is God, but he sees God. And, he, and, and if you remember, there's that passage where he goes, be perfect as I am perfect. Be pure in heart like me. Because when we serve out of how we've been served, we will finally have rest in a reality that God is God and we are not. And we are to rest in what it is to live in his kingdom for his glory. So the question is this, what are you doing today for yourself that you should be doing for others? Where are your motives impure today? Slow down and start to do some self-talk. Some really helpful self-talk for me is like this. Jeff, why'd you do that? Is that about you or was that about others? So, Heavenly Father, we love you. We thank you. Continue to convict the Spirit of God so we can be pure in heart, so we can fully see you. So take a breath, reflect, and believe that the God of the universe is nearer to you than your own heart. Until next time.